Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of that legendary golfer, Billy Casper. Good to have you with us here in our 21st year of talking golf with you. Twitter handles at Real Golf. Instagram and Facebook's at Real Golf Radio. And uh, we certainly appreciate you giving us a follow and joining us, giving us uh, some comments and uh, feedback on the show. Join the conversation. Tell us what you think. Love to hear from you there. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Scott Michaud, our good friend, longtime veteran golf journalist, uh, formerly with the Augusta Chronicle, and now is uh, covering golf uh, for Ireland, uh, which is interesting. So we're going to talk to Scott as we start to creep closer to Augusta, Bob. It's yep. just that time where, oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm getting excited about that. We're going to welcome in America's favorite caddy as well. And I believe he may be finding himself around TPC, getting ready for the Players' Championship. Also, in hour number two, the back nine, Troy Merritt, a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. You know what? I think it's going to be insightful to see what he has to say about this premier golf league, about the distance findings, because here's a guy, Bob, that finds himself not anywhere near being attracted by the premier golf league as one of the top 48 players. He also finds himself among the average hitters on the PGA tour lengthwise as a, and so he he will certainly have a different perspective than the bombers would have uh, on the distance discussion, as well as the uh, top echelon players would have on the PGL. Yeah, it's, you know, um, he, he's a guy, you talked about him, average distance. Um, he's 175th on tour in distance at 289.9 yards, almost 290 yards. Wow. That's average. Um, and yet, you know, you're looking at guys like Tony Finau and Brooks Kepka and Cameron Champ, and those guys are all hitting it over 310 uh, off the tee. Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and those are the guys that you see that really have an opportunity to take advantage of what they're doing on tour. 
So we'll talk about that. We also are going to uh, wrap up the West Coast swing as we now turn our attention to the Florida swing. And we'll also look forward to the Florida swing, the Honda Classic this week, Arnold Palmer Invitational on deck, and in the hole is the Players' Championship. And then then we're not far from, from Augusta. Some more thoughts on the PGL as well after a podcast comes out with the organizer, Andy Gardner. We'll get uh, Bob's take on that. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, much more to get to and, and more storylines continue. Continuing here, it's a leap year. The 29th doesn't happen very often, but we're fortunate to be talking golf with you on the 29th of February. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. We'll get started next right here on Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down? Hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it get new distance at callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf what kind of golf ball are you playing the one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better because chrome soft is the only ball with a graphene infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft it's why tour guys like phil mickelson xander shoffley and francesco molinari keep winning with it and now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember
Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here. Hey, new distances out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, we uh, invite you to join us also. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle, and our Instagram and Facebook is at Real Golf Radio. We'd love to have you join us and give us a follow there. All right, Bob, uh, let's begin with last week on the PGA Tour because this was a big one. WGC event in Mexico. I also have Puerto Rico and Victor Hovland getting a win in Puerto Rico, his first, and now he joins Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, that group that came out that's yep. so anticipated. And then on the other hand, in Mexico, you got Patrick Reed picking up another WGC event and his eighth win on the PGA Tour. Bob, he came flying up the leaderboard there on Sunday. He had 45 one putts over the week, and, and the guy just seems to put all of the distractions behind him and go out there and play some phenomenal golf and beat the likes of Justin Thomas, John Rahm, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Rory McIlroy. I mean, all those guys right there in the mix, and it's Patrick Reed with the W. Well, you know, the thing about Patrick Reed is that it seems like when all the all the naysayers and all the talk and everything hits him right hits him right in the face. Patrick Reed is the kind of guy that goes out and, and proves it wrong. Um, so it, it was really interesting to see how he played last week. I was really interested to see. Um, I was really interested to see how he played down the stretch. And like you said, um, 45 one putt greens um, in 72 holes. And yeah, he just looked really good coming down the stretch making those birdies and uh, and winning that golf tournament. He is right now one of the guys that would be in the mix to represent USA in the Olympics. Yeah, uh, and he's also in the mix of being uh, in, for for the Ryder Cup. Right. He's, he's, he, he had that Captain America moniker, and now I'm not sure there's too many golf fans that would be real happy to have Patrick Reed representing Team USA in the Olympics, let alone being on the Ryder Cup team. Right. And, you know, uh, the thing you can't put past him, is his desire to win and to play good golf. And I, you got you got to give him credit for it. Um, with everything that he does, the stuff that he heaps on himself, um, all that, he still finds a way to be able to compete and to be able to um, – he's just got a will. He's got, he's, got the, he's got the heart of a champion, a guy that, that wants to go out and win and prove that he can continue to win golf tournaments. So I don't disagree with you then. So I don't disagree with you on that point. So my question then is, is why the other stuff? Why the improving the lies? Why, I mean, why do this thing in the sand? If you're that good at golf, why are you doing that stuff? He doesn't well, need to. He come on. He was just making sandcastles, right? Exactly, Brooks. <laughs> but that, but that's my point. Why someone that's so good? Now, if you were barely hanging on, and you had to do something, I go go back to the VJ pencil incident in early right. in his career in, in Fiji. There, there's a desperate situation for a guy that knew he had to do something because it was, in many ways, life or death. This was where was his world gonna go? He was desperate to to make a number so much so that he used a pencil and changed it. That that stayed with him, but ultimately VJ 
Um, while that was there, it wasn't on the PGA Tour, and so Ooh. it, it kind of haunted him, and he had other demons that he had overcome and lawsuits with the tour and the deer antler whatever spray and you know all the <laughs> stuff that he did. But VJ won, and VJ was pretty dominant for a period of time, and so that's what, you know, that, that was, even though he wasn't really beloved, I don't think, by, by golf fans, he didn't matter because he was successful. Do you think Patrick Reed will get to that? I mean, will he get the VJ? status out there or will he continue to sabotage himself well uh, hopefully he doesn't continue to sabotage himself hopefully everything's behind him and he can move forward and continue to show us the type of player that he is and um i just you know i was just really impressed with the way he was able to perform last week with everything hanging over his head and uh win that golf tournament now as far as victor hovland is concerned I think it was just a matter of time before he won. And then, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff happened to him in his final round. He made a triple bogey in his final round, and yet he was still able to win that golf tournament. And that that putt that he made on the last hole from 25 or 30 feet, that uh, and he rammed it right in the middle of the hole to win the golf tournament. That was pretty cool. That uh, was for him. Uh, unbelievable. His first PGA yep. Tour victory, shot 20 under par, former U.S. Amateur champ. Becomes the first player from Norway to win on tour. So congratulations. The agony and defeat that surrounds these types of events, Bob, you, you heard Josh Teeter and his mm-hmm. interview afterwards. He, you know, the guy's in tears. He's a journeyman. He's, He's been out there a long yep. time. And he it was right there. And unfortunately, you know, there's Victor, and he dropped a bomb on him. And, and he was certainly professional. Uh, you, you can't take anything away with what Josh Teeter, but you felt for him, didn't you? I mean, that. Oh yeah. that's the kind of stuff. And I go back to it. If you don't have the Josh Teeters out there trying to do what they're doing, you don't appreciate the stuff that Rory and Brooks and all those guys were able to do. So to kind of bring this to that PGL league, I don't like it. I'm with Rory. I don't like what they're proposing. I think this mix and seeing the the, the ability to triumph, to rise up, to be the underdog, to achieve and overcome. Uh, and I'm sure Troy Merrill will have some thoughts similar to this as we yeah. talk to him in, in, on the back nine, hour number two here of Real Golf Radio. But the Josh Teeter stuff, man, that's real life. You can Everyone can relate to that. Yeah, no doubt. He is uh, – it was great to see how he played. It was great to see him have an opportunity to win. And uh, other than Victor Hovland making that putt on the last hole – he would have had a chance to go into a playoff and and uh, have an opportunity to win the golf tournament and secure his card for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, it, it, that's that's the emotional part. That's the that's the the really cool part that we're able to see. Yeah, your heart goes out to him, but we're able to see on the other hand, you know, Victor Hovland and and his excitement of winning. As you were talking about the professional golf league, the thing I don't like about them is the arrogance of them saying we're going to step on top of everybody else. We're going to be the premier league uh, when they haven't taken the time to go through what it takes to get to that point. And, uh, you know, the, the PGA Tour and the European Tour, they've been around for a long time. They put their, their, um, their you know, their knocks in and, and all that kind of thing to get to where they are. And the PGA Tour is the number one tour on the league, and they're not going to relinquish that position. No, and and it's almost like, who do they think they are? And, and listening yeah. to that podcast with the organizer, Andy Gardner, I, I was completely, frankly, unimpressed. Yes. It was underwhelming. It was boring. There was no excitement. I still don't know what the hook is. 
And yet they're coming at it saying, look, if we just throw a bunch of money, it, it feels to me like they said, hey, look, man, this golf thing is sure working out. Why don't we, how can we, how can we uh, capitalize on this? Yeah. What, let's go in and just take the crown jewels of these two tours and we'll call it the Premier League and their tours can try to work up to our tour. It's not, let's start at the bottom and create a tour f- to develop guys where we can maybe have the future stars or what have you, right? I mean, a, a Hooters tour or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you might, you might think of. They're going right for the top. Yep. They're coming and saying, let me take your top clients from you. Corporate I'm, takeover. I'm going to build, I'm going to build my business and then, I'll play nice with you. Just, just let me take your top clients, and then, and when I get my business built successfully off of your success, then I'm going to let you play with me too. I mean, it, it just it, it, the arrogance of it, and the and, and to me, somewhat um, naive too. I, I just don't, I don't see it happening for me. I just don't get it. And, and apparently, it's all just about the money. And Brooks pretty much answered that question. I had to bring Jesse J in to kind of paint it for us here, right? Yep. So, so right. but essentially, Brooks Kepka came out and said, $200 million? No, thanks. I'll just keep playing with the best on the best on the PGA Tour. Rory McIlroy? Uh, I don't want to commit to 18 events. I'll no, play where I want. I'm out. I'm good. Yep. So, apparently, it's not about the money. So, if you don't have the money, what is the hook here? That's it. That's the only hook. I, I, it's the I just, money. I, again, I don't. Uh, we'll ask Troy Merritt his thoughts about life on the PGA Tour. And does he think... Obviously, he's not being pursued as one of the top players, but does he have reason to look for another tour to play? Or is he content to play there on the PGA Tour? Scott Michaud joins us next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. 
Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember want to feel the need for speed on the golf course come into uinta golf and check out the new cobra speed zone drivers fairways irons and hybrids the new king speed zone driver and king speed zone extreme driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible new speed zone king sc is cobra's first ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed power and forgiveness get custom fit today and receive a 50 percent bonus trade-in towards any new cobra speed zone series golf club uinta golf home of the 90 days satisfaction guarantee now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to continue the conversation. And, uh, you know, again, there are some storylines that we want to cover, but we want to shift gears just a little bit. And if I had some really nice, you know, springtime and Augusta piano music, this would be the perfect segue to play that in. But I don't have it right now because I'm stuck on this. But anyway, that's okay. Just picture in your mind the CBS broadcast and that nice piano music bringing you in. Hello, friends. Our next guest is a veteran golf <laughs> journalist from Augusta, Georgia, a longtime Chronicle writer who now covers golf for the Irish Examiner. He is, of course, our good friend Scott Michaud joining us right now. Scott, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? That was a terrible Jim Nance, I realize, but that's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. You know, everybody does a good game. Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> if we, if we, uh, if any of us could have the kind of pipes that Nance has, we probably wouldn't be sitting here doing a radio show. We'd have a bigger and better things to do. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it is good to have you on the show. We're six weeks away from the Augusta National Women's Amateur, seven weeks away from the Masters and the first major championship of the year. Super exciting stuff. And you've been posting some countdown stuff on your social media. And I said, you know what, let's let's get Scott on and let's talk some Masters because it's it is we're gearing up too. I ordered some new shirts, all in uh, course. Uh, in yellow and green and white I'm, I'm i'm gearing up and then i thought why did i buy new shirts when i'm gonna buy a bunch of new shirts when i get there but that's okay you got to get ready and then you got to buy the gear while you're there huh absolutely and I, I think i see you every single year making that walk back from the merchandise to the media center with two bags in hand at least at least is right i've spent my fair share uh supporting the the locals there at Augusta National. So, for sure. You know what I like, Scott? What I like is that you can walk out of that big shopping area and you can go right to uh, FedEx or UPS or whatever, box it up and send it home. They've always been pretty brilliant about doing that because, you know, nobody wants to go in their shop at nine o'clock in the morning and then realize, oh, wait a minute, I got to carry this stuff around me in this golf course for the rest of the day. That is one of the great innovations that they did uh, among the many that they've done there. But that thing was brilliant. 
Scott Michaud joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, so what changes, if any, are you hearing? What are you know? There were a couple that have that have been circulating around. You shared on social media the the Google Earth image behind 13T, and that makes everybody wonder if the 13th hole is going to be lengthened. We've heard about a tunnel going under Washington Road. Tell us what you know, if anything, about those two things. Well, the tunnel under Washington Road is for pedestrians. Uh, it's a way to get in from the parking lots that are across the street or wherever else you might have parked to walk up there and you don't have to have the policemen stop traffic, uh, so that everybody can come over periodically. They'll go right underneath and right towards, uh, you know, everything will be funneled towards the entrance way. Uh, I just another amazing, uh, you know, enhancement for the experience, uh, for the patrons when they show up. Uh, and that's probably one of the biggest things that you know, anybody will notice. As far as the golf course, from everything I understand, and from the media guide that came out, and you check all the yardages, uh, when it comes out, they correspond to everything that was in the media guide last year. So I don't believe they've changed anything to the 13th tee. Uh, they haven't added any yardage yet. Uh, Fred Ridley said he was going to give the USGA and RNA a chance to, to get their distance report out and, and come up with a solution uh, before he made any changes to the 13th hole, but I think he's itching to do it pretty soon. Uh, so this might be the last year. And that road that they put uh, around the property that they bought from Augusta Country Club clearly left a lot of room, up to 70 to 80 yards uh, of room for additional space uh, to move that 13th tee back if they choose to do so. So, so they clearly are prepared for whatever the next step is, but they haven't taken it yet. The drive, chip, and putt has been, you know, going for quite a few years. Last year was the first um, Augusta Women's Amateur Championship. How was that received overall? I thought it was fantastic. I mean, uh, were you all out there on Saturday? We, we weren't. We were watching it on TV with everybody else. We'll be there this okay, year, though. Well, we will be there uh, well, this year. Well, that's a great call because – to me, it is almost as good as going to the Masters because uh, you're getting to see, you know, quality golf and and you know Jennifer Cupcho and Maria Fossey uh, put on a show last year. I mean, they were spoiled in their first year to get that kind of showdown uh, in the in the last match of the day. But uh, but the best part is you're experiencing Augusta National with about maybe a quarter of the size of the, the, mm. the crowds that would be there for the masters. It was really special to walk around out there. Uh, and, and I don't know, it just, it was refreshing. Uh, it was a new kind of crowd. It was, it was just different. Uh, it, it still felt big, but it didn't feel as big, uh, and quite as claustrophobic as sometimes it can be in certain areas on the course. Uh, so it was, it was, was terrific. I mean, I think it was really well embraced, uh, if they if they're lucky enough to get a show like that again this year, I mean it's a home run. Yeah, no doubt about it. Scott Michaud joining us here, veteran golf journalist from Augusta, Georgia, long time with the Chronicle there, and uh, now covering golf for the Irish Examiner. Um, I want to go back to that distance discussion. That's been a big thing, and we haven't had a chance to talk to you about that. What was your reaction to the announcement of the distance finding? It, it kind of turned into the distance debate, right? And it's sort of, you know, you, you have a potential bifurcation discussion with the, quote, local rule. It seems to point to manufacturing and, and back to the ball, as Jack's been pointing to for, for all these years. But, but what's your thought on that? And certainly one of the, you know, 
those that will have a, a lot of influence are those at Augusta National because, again, this is obviously one of the premier golf courses where they host the premier, if you will, um, event in golf uh, each and every year. So this is something that I know the folks there at Augusta National are, are um you know, they want to make sure that the golf course can stand the test of time. What, what do you see happening, if anything, out of this distance findings? Well, none of the findings uh, surprised me, I, except for the fact that I was uh, maybe a little surprised that they were willing to uh, sort of admit that there is obviously some issues uh, with uh, the, the elite players in the game hitting the ball uh, such extreme distances uh, compared to, to where they were before some of the technology changes. What I found refreshing was once again, a guy like Rory McElroy being willing to st- stand up and say, you know what, if they want to change the rules for us, I'm all for it. So it sounds like maybe some of the guys at the top of the game might not be so opposed to a bifurcation. Uh, and, and I'm hoping that's maybe where it'll go one day because, you know, you don't want to take, take away, uh, some of the ease of play, uh, that it gives guys like us, uh, with the new equipment. I mean, that, that would be a, maybe a step in the wrong direction for golf as a game, but watching golf as a competitive game, I think it would be a lot more interesting if the pros were dialed back a little bit in some way. They certainly haven't given you any idea of what way they're going to do it, whether it's a golf ball, whether it's equipment. Uh, but it would be nice uh, to maybe see them uh, dial back so that these old classic golf courses can still uh, stand up to them. Well, and I think that's what it is. It's it's the golf courses and it's the best players in the world, the elite players in the world that hit the ball um, extremely far. Um, but – from the other standpoint, um, you know, if they're dialing the ball back or they're dialing the equipment back, uh, the the long guys are still going to be the long guys. It's just for the sake of the golf course and, and for the sake of the golf courses. Um, what I don't like is um, if they make all these rules um, across uh, across the board when basically the only people that are having a problem with it is the elite players in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And it would be nice to see them maybe play with golf balls that weren't so forgiving. Uh, I love the day, uh, you know, days when we could watch these guys that had to move balls uh, in different directions because, uh, you know, it required a different level of skill. And I think the best players would be even better uh, if, if that kind of uh, era came back. I think the forgiveness tends to even the landscape up a little bit more. It's a good point. Hey, before we let you go, got to ask you about this uh, Premier Golf League. Uh, your, your thoughts on what you're hearing, and, and uh, do you think anything will come of this, or is this just, uh, uh, as we heard on that podcast last week, a fan that got a wild idea and wanted to try to cash in? And uh, I, It feels like this is something that's uh, just going to get shot down, but what, what's your take? Well, enough players are curious enough about it uh, that it clearly has a little more traction uh, than maybe we'd be comfortable with, but the fact that Rory McIlroy was so, you know, so quickly stood up and said, I don't like it. I'm out, uh, unless the whole world changes and we all have to do it. Uh, you know, I thought that was a, a, a very good and encouraging thing for maybe, uh, 
you know, a little bit of sanity uh, prevailing and not blowing up the whole world of golf as we know it. But I also think that this may be an opportunity for the PGA Tour and the European Tour to make some changes uh, to appease their players that would be a positive, uh, you know, expand the idea of the World Golf Championships, maybe give them uh, some guaranteed money uh, to go to these things uh, a little more often during the course of the year. So you would get those better fields more often uh, and maybe some different and unique places like Australia and, and the Middle East and, you know, South America and things like that. Uh, I, I, I think it's an opportunity for them to do like what they did when Greg Norman threatened them right. uh, 20 some years ago and they created the WGCs to begin with. Uh, they need to take it to another level. Well, there you go. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But also, real quickly before we go, do you have a six-week, seven-week uh, early prediction on your your Masters favorite? <laughs> well, I think I, I I just have this idea that Brooks is going to to step up uh, and have a showdown with Rory uh, that we've kind of kind of are craving to see anyway. Uh, and I, I think that I think the two of them might gun it out. But what I'm really looking forward to is a lot of these young guys uh, that are coming in and maybe are going to get in because. You know, Colin Moore Cowell hasn't quite yet qualified, but he's 51 in the world. Scotty Scheffler is 50 right now. Victor Hovland is close, but you've got Matthew Wolf, you've got Cameron Champ already in it. I am really eager to see sort of this next generation of guys show up at Augusta uh, cool. because I think the most exciting young class since that Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, you know, class of 2012 or 11, uh, whatever it was when they had such a a high-end class, and you saw what they've done. So I think it, I think it's exciting to see some new blood. Well, we can't wait. The countdown's on. Scott, thanks so much for your time. Really good to visit with you, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the, uh, at Augusta in just a few weeks' time. Thanks, guys. Anytime. All right, you got it. We'll talk to you soon. Scott Michaud joining us right here. Longtime veteran golf journalist from Augusta, Georgia. Wrote for the Chronicle for a long time. That's where we met him in the media center there at Augusta National. Just a good guy, good insider. He's now covering golf for the Irish Examiner as well. And you can check him out on his social media page on Twitter and and whatnot. We'll take a short break. Uh, When we come back, Caddy joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. 
What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flash Face SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now ChromeSoft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Scott Michaud for joining us here. Brian and Bob with you. Hey, uh, just a reminder, this segment brought to you in part by the new Maverick Driver from Callaway Golf. It's available in stores as well as the line of fairway woods, hybrids, and irons, all available at your favorite golf retailer or online at CallawayGolf.com. New distances out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, how are you, man? Caddy can't complain. I'm actually down at beautiful... PPC Sawgrass, the stadium course. Nice. Wow. Hey, uh, this, I, I got to I gotta play this for you. This is Brooks Kepka talking about whether he wanted to go to the Premier Golf League. It's not about the money, money, money. We don't need your money, money, money. Okay, so that's our friend Jesse J. Can you imagine making the statement that if you gave me $200 million, it's not going to change my life? It's not about the money. It's about the honey. <laughs> It's about well, he says it's about playing with the best players in the world. Well, he's doing that, isn't he? Right now, so I guess oh, it wouldn't yeah. change his life. He said he might buy a jet with it. 
Yeah, I could buy a plane. Yeah, you can fly it on one anyway. I guess you can own it or lease it. Or my method was to have a friend who owns the, owns the plane. That was my strategy. That's a good strategy. You want a friend? Yeah, you want a boss or a friend who owns the plane. And, and, and so, uh, tell us about TPC. What do you got at Sawgrass? Well, it's a little ways to go. Plenty of time, but the rough flow course is pretty soft, and they shoot way under par if they played right now. But mm. we got a week and a half to throw the rough a little bit. I don't know if it can dry out. It has sub air, but it's uh, it's it's birdie city out here right now. Greens soft too. Uh, yeah, not they're not firm. Um, it's yeah. I mean, you could you could take it down right now, but I'm looking forward to the March. March winds we get from that, that right to left hurt on 17 and 18. It was blowing like that today. It was cold this morning. It was blowing like that. And I'm like, here we go. This is what we're talking about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you still should, could have shot some pretty good scores today. What do they do to the golf course to get it to that position to where it's championship ready? Probably close it three weeks early so it doesn't get a ton of play, first of all, so the grass can heal. One cool thing was they had a tarp over the 17th green yesterday. And we were asking Lucas, one of the superintendents, is, what's going on with that? Is there something wrong? And no, they actually they leave it off in the morning, and then they put it on in the afternoon, and it helps Bill Walmart heal a lot faster. That's one I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, they, they're doing things like that. And of course, if the course is open to play, you can't cover it with a tarp for half the day. So it's uh, it's in its little uh, kind of thickening in and filling up stage. And I assume they're going to going to grow the rough pretty good I'd, I'd be i'd be shocked if that, that was always a characteristic of march was pretty good rough on this course so i assume they're going to do that but who knows I, I don't know the plans i just i just observe and make the book and there you go watch watch the best players in the world do their thing Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, you've won on this golf course uh, as a caddy. You and your player won the the Players Championship back in the day. What, where do you rank uh, the stadium course in relation to other courses on the Florida Swing or throughout the the tour schedule? I wasn't a big fan of the stadium at first, and now it's really grown on me. I really like it. Uh, it's a it's a Pete Dye type of course, so to me that means not natural angles and mounds and things like that, that, you know, contrived and built things. But it's uh, it's, it's really cool. It, it, one nice thing about the course is it's not, it's not a, a bomber's course. It's a medium lens hitter's course. Anybody can win on this course. They don't, you don't have to have the great lens to win. Uh, so, so that's kind of cool for, for lots of the guys. Typically, especially, I think it was especially in March, but, it seemed to be the tournament that the best ball striker of the week won a lot of the time. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the players, they love it when they hit it great and they can win or they hit it great and they, they, they shoot a good score. So it, I always laughed about how when a golfer says, I played well, all that means is I hit it good. That's what that means. It doesn't mean I scored great or I got it in the hole. It means I hit it good. And that's what really, uh, well, you know, it's really it's really fun when you when you hit it great because it's kind of hard to shoot a bad score when you hit it good and you know, you know you can take it deep sooner or later when you hit it good so that's really what everybody's trying to do right absolutely 
Hey, uh, coming off of the West Coast swing, Bob and I have been talking about this a little bit. Uh, West Coast wrapping up, Florida swing underway. Do you have a preference? I mean, I I always sort of I'm always a little sad when the West Coast swing is done. I like those tournaments. Maybe it's because I'm so anxious to watch some golf. It's it's winter time here in the mountains where we live, and and you get to see the the coast. Uh, of course, Hawaii has its its own sort of uh, appeal, of course, allure. Uh, but but what's your take? Florida swing, the courses that they play versus the West Coast swing. Do you have a particular favorite, or do you lean one way or another? The Florida swing. I mean, look at the courses. You got PGA National, which is pretty pretty darn good course, and it's it's got that crazy hard finish. Two part threes that'll just mentally. I, I guess you know what I just thought about the caddies have that closest to the pin shot on seventeen on Wednesday on on seventeen at Sawgrass, and they think about that shot all day. And well, the pros are kind of they have to do the same thing at the PGA national at the Honda because 15 and 17, they're thinking about the, that, those two tee shots all day. Cause that can just take a round and just wreck it. So that rinse it. The floor. Yeah. The Florida swing has some really solid courses. You got obviously the players championships, Sawgrass is great course. PGA national, really, really good golf course. And then, uh, of course, Innisbrook is a classic. Innisbrook's like it, you stole it out of North Carolina because it's, it's in Florida, but it's got hills all of a sudden. Now, what's going on yeah. here? And everybody loves it. I mean, Bob, that's a favorite of the players always. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves it. And don't it. forget Bay Hill. Well, Bay Hill is, of course, home of Arnold Palmer. So that that alone, I mean, you, you could play you could play at the Muni, put Arnie's name on it, and everybody's going to show, everybody's going to play. You know, it's just... <laughs> Just the fact that the name's there, you know, that, that alone. But Bay Hill, you've, you've got a lot of excitement there. And, of course, uh, I guess we'd expect to see Tiger there. He's won there, what, uh, I think he's won there 17 times, 24 <laughs> so, yeah, times? I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, 100. Something like that. Yeah. 100 times, 100 yeah, times. Yeah. Nobody else has won. Just Tiger. A <laughs> hundred of his 82 wins were at Bay Hill. Oh, by the way, the rough, the rough at Bay Hill is, Brutal. Mm, right. Penal. It's Thank penal rough. Woo. Yeah. Better hit the fairway. Well, there you go. I like that. So are you saying by the laying out those courses that you prefer Florida swing if you had to if you had to choose? I am such a West Coast preference guy. I'm just saying Florida has the Florida swing has primo golf courses. And but I love the West Coast. I love the desert. I love Hawaii. How can you not like Pebble? How can you not like Torrey Pines? Then Riviera is like one of the gems of all time. I mean, come on, Phoenix. Craziness of Phoenix. That's where I had my first Caddy W. Ah, w. nice. Yeah. Party the last soul to be Curtis Strange, Gil Morgan, and Tom Watson by shot. Wow. Five minutes before, five minutes before Super Bowl kickoff on the same network. Frank Turkinian comes up to us the next next day on the range at Pebble and goes, thank you for saving my career. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a playoff? Yeah. Well, you got to go away from Curtis, Tom Watson, Bill Morgan, Nolan Henke in a playoff. To go to the, I mean, you're not going to – you're going to go to the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure, right? I mean, come on. That's classic. He, we, uh, Nolan made that putt and, and saved him. That's so, awesome. Yeah. 
good, cool stuff. All these little things nobody knows about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, another well, last thing before we let you go. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, what you saw last week on tour? Patrick Reed with a win at WGC Mexico and Victor Hovland picking up his first win in Puerto Rico. Those are those are two different storylines for two different reasons. But uh, any any thoughts uh, on on either one of those two players? Victor Hovland is going to put an end to the Puerto Rico jinx. Mm. You know what that you know is, Bob? That, right? The Puerto Rico jinx? Yeah. Uh-uh, I don't yeah. know what that is. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and um, share, Caddy. I mean, Brian, I, I know you got it, Brian. I know you got this one. Go ahead. So, so the Puerto Rico jinx, I, I guess I read that no player who has won Puerto Rico has ever won again, except Ooh. for one time, and that, and that win was Puerto Rico again. So, wasn't that stat in reference to Puerto Rico being their first win? Am I, am I getting that right? I don't know, but I, that's, I think it's. I think I thought maybe I misread it, but I don't, you know what? Let's not let the truth stand in the way of a good story here. But <laughs> there Victor you go. Hovland, I like that. Victor Hovland's going to shatter that. He'll, he'll, he'll get a W. Well, the poster child you, for that right now is Tony Finau, right? Yeah. I, mean, I was just going to say. I was yeah. just going to say Tony's going to be the. But I predict Tony will be the first one to break the Puerto Rico chain. He will or will not. You picking Victor to he win will. first? Oh, he will. Okay, all right. There you go. I'm going with Tony. I'm going. I'm calling Tony next win between Tony and Victor. I'm, I'm going to go with Tony. But I mean, Victor's. I think Victor's. Uh, Victor's got it going on. All right. He's got it going on. Yeah. All right. Sweet. And uh, okay. And then going to Chapultepec, Mexico, the Mexico championship. Uh, yes. Yeah, Patrick. Patrick Reed is. Uh, he reminds me of VJ. He's he's just bulletproof when it comes. Actually. I think he does better. I think he feeds off of adversity. And yeah. BJ did that. BJ did that for sure. Um, and he's, he really, he's got that he really played good down the stretch, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't actually get to watch it on TV. I know he made a couple birdies coming in, yeah. and then I guess he, he tried to hit a – he tried to hit an – apparently he hit an iron off of 18 up into the northern part of Mexico and found <laughs> it and made a bogey. But, no, that's all he needed. That's a – yeah, well, he did what he had to. But yeah, he's a. It is. It is. Isn't there aren't many guys who can uh, who actually probably get better and thrive on that kind of adversity that's visiting him and and visited BJ here and there. And uh, yeah, that's it's a rare bird who does that. Forty-five one putts for the week, caddy. Forty. Uh, you know, I he did that. Where else? He did that at Kapalua too. He had like he had like seventy three one putts and seventy two holes or some crazy stat like that. <laughs> wow! How do you? Yeah, I'm he was under a hundred for the week. I'll tell you what, I'm breaking a hundred. I'm breaking eighty with forty five one putts. <laughs> Even if it's in thirty six holes, I'm still breaking eighty. <laughs> That's forty five one putts and seventy two holes. Unbelievable. And my math tells me that's more than 50%. Well, you know, 90, 16, 116, so. 90 and 16 is 116. <laughs> yep. Should have caught that. Caddy, thanks for your time, man. Always good to chat with you. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. It's Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll have to preview the players with him a little more in detail coming up next week. Bay Hill next week, which will be fantastic. And then yep. TPC. Uh, great schedule on tap on the PGA Tour. Short break. More Real Golf continues next. 
Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob welcome back real golf radio brian and bob with you thanks to the caddy thanks to scott michaud for joining us here on hour number one still to come on the back nine hour number two troy Merritt uh will join us two-time winner on the pga tour we'll get his take on some of the issues and what he's facing right now with his game. In the meantime, it's time for our Hoops Vision. See what you've been missing, Hoops Vision. Go to hoopsvision.com, schedule your free comprehensive consultation, mention Rug Off Radio, and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure from the best in the business, Hoops Vision and hoopsvision.com. Bob, we talk about Patrick Reed winning last week in Mexico, finishing up the West Coast swing, but uh, what are we missing? There's been a guy that has played some really, really good golf over the last uh, five tournaments that he's played for the 2019-2020 season, and that's Rory McIlroy. He took over the number one position in the world in golf. 
Roy McElroy at the Zozo Championship finished tied for third. Then he won the week after at the WGT HSBC Champions. He finished tied for third at the Farmers Insurance Open, tied for fifth at the Genesis Invitational, and fifth last week at the WGC Mexico Championship. Rory McIlroy has played five tournaments in that in this, his season so far and is yet to finish outside the top five. That's uh, what you've been missing. It's brought to you by Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Stay tuned. The Back Nine, hour number two is next. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney says schools might temporarily close because of the coronavirus in the United States. Are you going to see some schools shut down? Probably. May you see impacts on public transportation? Sure. But we do this. We know how to handle this. That's the message you try and get out. There are professionals who know how to handle this. There's professionals handling it. And we're going to do the very best um, that we can. Mulvaney speaking at CPAC just outside of Washington, D.C. On Friday, the House is voting on a bill aimed at curbing tobacco use among teens. This includes vaping. During a Capitol Hill event, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reprimands tobacco manufacturers for trying to appeal to teens. What is happening uh, with this uh, appeal to children trying to addict them uh, to tobacco as a real assault on the health and well-being of America's children. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Our prime responsibility is protecting our families, but we also need to protect our families' assets. For years, I've studied economics in the Bible and as a financial professional. I'm Dr. Tom Barrett. I found gold to be the best way to protect assets from a government gone wild. Gold is ridiculed by leftist elites who say it's old-fashioned and not suitable for financial planning. But gold is anything but outdated. Smart families use it as part of their retirement plans. Gold has been the only universally recognized money since the beginning of time. Precious metals are the only money in the Bible, and they're the only constitutional money. Your paper money is just government IOUs backed by nothing. No paper money has ever survived. They crash, on average, in 27 years. The dollar will not be the first to defy this law of economics. Learn more at investmentgradegold.com. That's investmentgradegold.com for your free 10-10-10 financial survival plan. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the strike that killed the Iranian terrorist was necessary to save lives. It was the regime's top terrorist and the mastermind of the killing of innocent Americans, Syrians, Iraqis, and others. Removing him from the battlefield was a de-escalatory measure. His death reduced the risk to our personnel overseas. The Secretary of State testifying before the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Tennessee's governor is supporting a bill that will allow residents to carry guns without permits. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is backing legislation to allow residents of his state carry a firearm without a permit. He says they have a responsibility to uphold the framework that the Founding Fathers established. I'm announcing that we will be joining 16 other states in this nation by introducing a constitutional carry law in the state of Tennessee. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Michael Bloomberg and others are fighting for the endorsement of former candidate Andrew Yang. USA Radio Network's John Hunt has more. In a report in the Wall Street Journal, Michael Bloomberg has reached out to Andrew Yang, the former candidate for president, to be his vice presidential running mate. Also, with Super Tuesday right around the corner, Andrew Yang is being asked by a lot of candidates for his endorsement. Here were his comments on CNN. What I can say is that uh, multiple campaigns have reached out, and it's flattering to be considered for a VP role or any role in, uh, in someone's campaign. I made clear to every other candidate that I ran on a set of issues, automation of jobs, an evolving economy that we need to humanize, and a dividend of $1,000 a month for every American. And I said that if a candidate were to make a significant commitment in those directions, then I'd be much more enthusiastic about considering an endorsement. As each of the Democratic candidates jockey for position, tomorrow is the South Carolina primaries, and Tuesday is Super Tuesday with four. Keen States and America Samoa on the line. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. And finally, tomorrow marks the 29th day of February, an event that only happens once every four years. It's a leap day, and added year is added to the calendar every 4th February to keep our seasons from getting out of whack. In the U.S., leap year coincides with presidential election years. So I guess get out there and take advantage of that extra day of February. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. 
Hey there, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Twitter handle is at Real Golf. Our Instagram and Facebook is at Real Golf Radio. We uh, invite you to give us a follow and uh, join the conversation. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Uh, thanks to Scott Michaud and America's favorite caddy for joining us on hour number one. Still to come here on the back nine, we'll welcome in a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, Troy Merritt. Anxious to get his take on some of these um I guess issues are surrounding mm-hmm. the game with the PGL, the distance debate, all of that, uh, and see how he's doing on his game, what we can expect out of Troy. Certainly a different perspective than Brooks Kepka, who, you know, basically said, $200 million, Bob, that's not really going to change my life. I think <laughs> I'm going to stay on the PGA Tour. That was the message so far from both Rory and Brooks. And, uh, again, if you can't lure him with money, I'm not sure what you're going to lure him with. Um, Also, coming off of the West Coast uh, swing, uh, just taking a look at it, when you look at the schedule, how things wrapped up there. You you begin with the American Express uh, if you come out of Hawaii. You begin Mm -hmm. with American Express. Andrew Landry with a a tough win. Uh, pretty impressive stuff by Landry coming down the stretch, picking up the, the win in the desert. Of course, Phil Mickelson was the host. For that this year, the old Bob Hope. Good to see Mickelson throwing in. Farmers Insurance Open, Mark Leishman, another hard fought win at the Farmers. Webb Simpson knocked out Tony Finau in a playoff at Waste Management Phoenix Open. Nick Taylor uh, with uh, a surprising win at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Adam Scott gets an official win, Bob, at Riviera and the Genesis. Yes. And that wraps up the West Coast swing. As we mentioned, Victor Hobland with a win to Puerto Rico last week. And Patrick Reed picking up the WGC Mexico Championship. And uh, see, here we most are. Pe- most people won't understand what you just threw in there about Adam Scott, an official win at Riviera. The only other time he won at Riviera was a 36-hole tournament, and it got rained out in the final two rounds, so it doesn't count as an official win, so now he's got his official win. Yeah, it doesn't count in the books, but he still got an official check and an official trophy, but he he just doesn't record it as one of his official W's uh, in his career. So, uh, yeah, we, we talked about some of that. We'll continue to talk more about, uh, the, the wins, uh, last week and then the schedule going forward, Bob, uh, Honda classic, Keith Mitchell, really nice story. He doesn't want to give up his trophy. looks like he's going to be giving up his trophy this week at the Honda classic, but, uh, Bay Hill next week, Francesco yep. Molinari, uh, with, uh, the defending champ. And then Rory defends at the Players' Championship, then on to uh, Tampa, Innisbrook, Valspar, Copperhead course, Paul Casey. So interesting, right? I mean, three Euros winning those three events, Molinari, McElroy, Casey. Yeah, they got on a roll. That's definitely true. Yeah. So we'll talk about that coming up next here as we just get started on hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover 
which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies, and I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year, they created an iron that the world has never seen, Maverick. Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob Hey, when it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Get lined up with new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com or in stores today. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. I love looking back at that uh, West Coast swing. Talk to the caddy about it. I, I'm a West Coast swing guy. I, I love the events. Uh, you got the exciting stuff like the caddy mentioned at Phoenix, you know, with the crazy crowd. You got just the beauty of Pebble Beach. I love the San Diego and the, and the L.A. events and, uh, and even the desert, even though it's not the old Bob yeah. Hope. I, I guess the, the historical, the nostalgia, that's the word I'm looking for, of mm-hmm. the West Coast was, was always something that stood out to me as a kid and even now. You know, the old Bob Hope, the old Bing Crosby, you know, the old Glenn Campbell, you know, going on and on. It's it just I loved that you had the association with the the stars, if you will. And it was kind of golf and Hollywood all coming together. So from that standpoint, I've always enjoyed the West Coast. I don't feel the same connection. And maybe it's just because I'm a West Coast guy, but I don't feel the same connection to the Florida swing. Right. 
even though you can't argue with the golf courses and the tournaments and the players is there and all, and all that stuff, it's obviously the courses and the events speak for themselves. Bay Hill with Arnold Palmer, right? Um, yep. Even Jack Nicholas this week at PGA Nationals, kind of a, he and Barbara sort of an official host. So um, all of that is there, but it doesn't have the same history or nostalgia that those West Coast swing events have from in my mind. Well, those West Coast swings, you know, even if, if you're going to include Hawaii as well, um, you know, starting with the Sony Open, um, those those events comprise about two months. Uh, you know, you look at Florida and Florida is only about a month long. So um, but like you said, we grew up in the western part of the United States. I grew up in San Diego and uh, I can remember right from the beginning, you know, going to Hawaii every year to to watch my dad play at the Sony and then watching him play in Palm Springs and some of the people he played with there, then going up to, you know, going up to Carmel and staying in Carmel for the, for the Bing Crosby, for, for the, for the clam bake. Then, you know, I, I only went to Phoenix a few times, but I can remember going to Los Angeles all the time. Of course we lived in San Diego. So we were there um, at, at those events all the time. Those were, those were the the tournaments that I remember growing up and being able to being able to go and watch my dad play golf and and uh, and that's a special time of year for me every year. It's so cool, it's so cool that your dad. I mean, you know, Billy Casper winning fifty one times. Uh, most of the tournaments you talk about, he's won multiple times. Bob, oh, yeah. you, you just yeah. don't you don't get that many wins without you know picking off a few at each of those different stops. So that's correct. Uh, pretty interesting. All right, so looking at the conclusion of the West Coast swing, where do things stand? Uh, let's let's kind of look at some stat leaders here because okay. I think it's interesting to note as we count down to TPC coming up in a couple of weeks. The eighty three watch will be on with Tiger next week at Bay Hill. Uh, we will uh, also, of course, the Masters is uh, really close as we talked to Scott Michaud. So uh, let's go FedEx Cup first. Uh, what does it look like through the West Coast swing? Well, the FedEx Cup standings are Justin Thomas is leading right now through eight events. He's got 1,403 points. Rory McIlroy has played five events. He's number two. He's at 1,083 points. Webb Simpson is number three at 1,083 points. Those guys are tied, Rory and Webb, and both have played five events. Then Brendan Todd has played 13 events. He's got 1,066 points. And then Patrick Reed is number five right now, playing seven events. He's 1,024 points. Mm. So um, that's kind of the the top five right now after the West Coast swing in the FedEx Cup standings. You know, you look at top 10 finishes too, and uh, right there at the top, you know, you got uh, five top 10s for both uh, Rory five. and Justin. So that's yeah, the reason why Rory's they're there. five for five. Yeah. And uh, Justin Thomas is five for eight. So... And then there's there's the next three guys, uh, Ben on uh, Harris English and Billy Horschel all have four top tens um, already through the West Coast swing. Scoring average is interesting. You look at Rory Webb Simpson right there, 68.2, 68.6. Hideki Matsuyama checking in at 69.179. Justin Thomas, 69.231. And then Bryson DeChambeau, that's your top five with uh, scoring average. Uh, you, you know, you, you start looking at, at these guys and, and you start to maybe paint a picture of, okay, coming up at the Players' Championship, who do you like? Uh, Rory McIlroy and Webb Simpson both having won the Players' Championship in the last couple of years. So, interesting. Uh, Interesting to note there. Bryson's been playing well, but he's been going through the body transformation. Justin Thomas, you know, has a couple of wins already on the season. And, and you know, so th- those are guys that uh, I think, 
um, that, that you look at um, when you start looking at the Players Championship and you start looking at the Masters uh, coming mm-hmm. up. I think those are those are some some players that are going to be in the mix, no doubt about it. Yeah, and you know, again, Rory McIlroy, we're coming into the Masters. Rory has every major championship except for Augusta, and he's still trying to to convert on that career Grand Slam, and he's putting himself into a good position with the way he's playing, the way he's scoring, uh, all the top fives, and a win already this year, and uh, he's getting ready to uh, to really give himself a good shot this year. Yeah, uh, so it, we'll, we'll see how it all breaks down. Jordan Spieth, another tough week last week, just you know, seems to find one round that, that shows you maybe it's there and, and then just can't put the rest of them together. But uh, really still expecting Jordan to get things. I said that coming into the year. I, I felt like he was going to have a, a, a resurgence. Hasn't quite happened yet, but, you know, here's hoping uh, he can figure it out. That, that's how quickly, certainly, that it can slip away. Um, wanted to ask you too, uh, Bob, when, when you talk about what happened, um, Patrick Reed with a W, uh, and, and a good finish. I mean, man, he came flying oh, yeah. up the leaderboard and, and just grabbed that tournament and took it amidst all of the comments and, and controversy. Yep. Patrick Reed plays some great golf and picks up a W. It just, as we mentioned in, in the first hour, it, it's surprising that he keeps sabotaging himself with these dumb things he does. Like, you know, playing in the sand when he's not supposed to and so-called improving his lies. It's not a good image, and it doesn't seem with his talent that he needs to be doing that stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, he had the guys come out, uh, Peter Costas and and uh, Brooks Kepka that talked about last week about him improving his lie. Uh, Peter Costas said he's he's seen him when he was on the call with CBS. He's seen him improve his lie four times on tour. Um unfortunate that uh that he puts himself in that type of a situation subconsciously is he doing that to to give himself the i don't know maybe the the fortitude or whatever to uh to prove everybody wrong i don't know but you know you're saying he feels like he has to be mired in controversy or he doesn't have or he lacks the motivation to win yeah i don't know (laughs) wow i don't know who knows what, what what goes on in his subconscious with everything that always continues to follow him around. But, you know, he, he's a guy with a phenomenal talent, a guy that leads – Does wait a second. I don't know if he leads the tour right now He in putting, in strokes game putting. He's number four. Yeah, he's close, um, though. You know, a guy that has a phenomenal touch, a guy that can score, a guy that can uh, – that has proven he can win golf tournaments. Um, it's It's unfortunate that – that he puts himself in this position. Mm, uh, indeed. Uh, uh, we got uh, just a couple of minutes left and we'll be going out to Troy Merritt, who will join us two time winner on the PGA tour. But uh, you had, you have to, we have to bring up Brooks Kepka and his comments, Bob yes. saying that, you know, he, he doesn't, he's, he wants to play with the best players in the world. He's not interested in taking their money. <laughs> I Jesse J saying it right there. Brooks yep. Kepka said it uh, after what we heard last week. I uh, with the, with that podcast. I just I frankly thought it was boring. I think it lacked excitement, and I can't see what the hook is, especially when the best biggest players and the biggest names in the game are suggesting that the money isn't going to be enough. Well, and I didn't. I didn't think. I don't. I don't. The money's not going to lure them to to go there. Um, Brooks Kepka said $200,000 is not going to make a big 
difference in his life. He said he's made enough money in his life right now that he could retire, but he doesn't want to retire. He wants to compete. He wants to play. He wants to win major championships and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I've always said it's not about the money with the top players. It's about, it's about them and their legacy of winning golf tournaments on the PGA tour and winning major championships. This tour is not going to fly. Um, and it's not going to take over the number one spot. I couldn't uh, agree with you more. I, I don't. I just don't see it. I, I don't see how it happens. Well, listen. Coming up next, uh, get Troy Merritt. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, but a bit of a journeyman and a guy that's out there trying and grinding to to keep his job for next year. We'll get his take on this PGL distance debate. All of that coming up next, right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember hey ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in utah look so good pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to mountainland supply for your turf irrigation needs mountainland supply is the exclusive rainbird golf distributor in utah what does that mean for you When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com.
Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. A reminder, you can catch us online. Twitter handle is at Real Golf and our social Instagram, Facebook, at Real Golf Radio, where you can give us a follow and join the conversation. Tell us what you think. It's, it's been fun uh, as we talk about you know the, the West Coast swing wrapping up, looking forward to this Florida swing, which is underway. Uh, the Players' Championship not too far off. Uh, Caddy talked a little bit about that. We even even chatted about the Masters with Scott Michaud uh, last hour, which uh, which is fun to start thinking about already. And and then of course uh, still more conversation about Premier Golf League distance debate. Those seem to be the hot things in the game. And uh, so anyway, we wanted to bring in a good friend of ours. He's a two time winner on the PGA Tour, and he's currently out there. Probably not saying the same thing Brooks Kepka said about the two hundred million dollars not being life-changing my guess is for most mortals 200 million dollars would would change at least something uh, about your life but uh our good friend uh, as i mentioned two-time winner on the pga tour troy Merritt, joining us right now troy how are you man hey guys thanks for thanks for having me back on and yeah that uh, 200 million that brooks is uh not willing to accept you know kind of a downgrade for him but i think most of us down would be willing to take it <laughs> You could split it up, couldn't you? <laughs> Make it yeah, work you somehow. Split, you could probably find 200 uh, million friends to share that with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Troy. You know, Rory McIlroy made his comments. Uh, he talked about autonomy, being able to choose, being able to choose to go play a WGC event, which is free money, essentially, or or not. And this Premier Golf League is saying, you know, look, we want to take the top players and the top 48, and you're going to play 18 events and and uh, and and this is this is kind of how it, we're, we're going to separate from the, from the PGA and the European tours. It's going to be like this league above, if you will, everybody else. Well, when you hear that the comments, obviously there are a few that are in that position that are superstars out on tour that have created themselves a situation like Rory, where he says, "I can pick and choose," and and that's a big deal. I imagine you probably have some of that that you enjoy about your job, but there's also, you know, you're, you're not quite to that point where you can just simply pick and choose. My guess is if you qualified for a WGC, you'd play, huh? Yeah, you know, I think uh, the first point I would make is that I can't believe that I wasn't the first phone call as to come and join the Premier Golf League. I really can't believe I wasn't on the list. But, uh, no, I, you know, I, I think a lot of guys probably uh, would be more in kind of Rory's boat um, you know, they want that autonomy and they want to be able to pick and choose their schedule. And for a lot of guys on the, on the, on the PGA tour, especially for the younger guys, you know, you really don't have that opportunity to even do that on the PGA tour. You just play basically when you're allowed to play or when your number is called and then you try to go play the best you can. The majority of the guys aren't, you know, choosing the, the ideal schedule for themselves. Um, they're not being told when to go and play, but, they have to go and play to, to help their career, and that's, that's the difference between them and, and these uh, guys that are being um, sought out for the, the Premier Golf League. And, you know, if, if I was in, you know, one of those positions, you know, I, I think I'd be in, in a little bit more rural issues. I'd like to be able to pick and choose my schedule and, you know, spend time with my family, you know, take some time off when I need it and, and not be told that I have to go play this event. Otherwise, you know, you know, I don't. I don't know what the, the repercussions would be. Whether it be a fine, whether it be kicked off. You know what it is. But uh, yeah, I, I don't want to tell somebody telling me that you're not going to get your money if you don't go play in this tournament. Mm. That's interesting. Um, you know, I I think about the PGA Tour and and guys that have an opportunity to play on the PGA Tour like yourself. They have a pretty good 
Um, they, they, you've worked hard all your life to get to where you're at, to be able to play the best tour, um, in the world. And it's kind of interesting to me that they, that somebody would come along and say, okay, you guys will be kind of subservient to her and, and we'll be a little bit better. But as a player on the PGA tour, how good do you have it to be able to have the opportunity to play in those events and, and kind of be pampered a little bit week to week when you play? Yeah, you know, there's obviously pros and cons of, of every profession. And, you know, as a professional golfer, we have, you know, our fair share to gripe about, which other people would probably think is, um, I don't know, pretty baseless, you know, compared to a lot of other professions in this world. And uh, obviously, it's a, it's a dream job of mine, but I also wouldn't wish it upon anybody. Um, you know, you're you're under such a microscope, especially the, you know, the top 5%, 10% of, of guys on tour that your whole life kind of gets broken down and, and, uh, and looked at. And, you know, whereas guys like myself kind of more as bottom feeders for 10 years, you know, we can kind of skate around the fringes a little bit more and have a little bit more freedom, but you know, it, it's a grind each year for, for guys like myself, you know, that aren't, uh, you know, winning every year. And, you know, some years we're just trying to keep our card, you know, like the situation I'm in right now, you know, sitting in the mid one sixties on the FedEx cup list without, my job locked up for next year. I mean, I'd have, you know, some kind of conditional past champion status, but I could shoot six to nine events a year and, and mostly the opposite field events. So not exactly the ideal status. So, you know, guys like myself that even though we're on the, the PGA tour, you know, we're still grinding it out just to try to, or try to keep our job year in and year out. And, you know, those, uh, those upper echelon guys don't really have to, to worry about that each year because like you said, worked hard for it. They've had a lot of big wins and, and they definitely deserve uh, where they've been. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people, uh, you know, we've got, you know, local pros up here in Boise and guys are trying to make it out on, you know, some kind of circuit and, you know, we'll play rounds of golf with them and then, you know, maybe have a couple of buddies ask us, you know, oh, what did you think about so-and-so? And they honestly, you know, get a real job. It, it, it's, it's a lot less stressful. I mean, I understand it's your dream, but it's also the dream of tens of thousands of people around the world. And there's only, what, 200 PJ Tour cards, 250 maybe PJ Tour cards a year for everybody in the world. I mean, that's just uh, the, the odds that you get on PJ Tour aren't, aren't great, and it's just a lot of added stress that you don't really need in your life. It's an interesting perspective. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Generally speaking, though, um, do you feel like the PGA Tour – uh, as a, I know you're an independent contractor. You don't necessarily, you're not employed by the PGA Tour. But do you feel like, a, as a member of the tour, that that you're pretty well taken care of? And uh, yeah, sure. You, like you said, there's there's some things you could complain about th- th- this or that. But for the most part, do you feel like it's uh, the guys are, are are happy with the PGA Tour in the sense that they're not necessarily looking to go play somewhere else? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know what any kind of benefits uh, this other tour would have. But, uh, you know, we, we have a really nice uh, uh, health plan with the PGA Tour. Uh, if you can stay on tour for basically five consecutive years or five out of seven years, basically, you can uh, start uh, collecting on your on your um, uh, pension and set that aside for later. Um, you know, I, I don't know what that would be like on, on the Premier Golf Tour. Although the guys over there probably don't really need to worry about that. But there are a lot of added benefits to playing on the PGA tour. You know, they have a lot of corporate uh, partners and corporate sponsors that, you know, we can take advantage of have a few deals here and there, but um, you know, like I said, you get to travel all over the, all over the United States and, and meet a lot of great people and see a lot of great places and get to play in a lot of great venues. And, and you get a chance to, you know, win on the PGA tour, call yourself a PGA tour winner, which, you know, a lot of people in this world can't say. So 
I, I am very happy on the PGA Tour. Um, yeah, there's things we can grab about from time to time, but uh, overall, I think the um, the attitude on tour is that guys are they want to be out there and they want to do their best to stay out there. You know, another big topic uh, that's that's going around right now is the the distance debate, um, the distance findings that the USGA came out with, um, and they're basing that distance debate basically on the elite players, the the best players in the world, which which you're on the PGA Tour and one of those guys, and in that category, your thoughts about what things can be done to to help with the distance, or does it need help? Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll have to go with, uh, or to start with, uh, these weren't my own ideas. It's just stuff that I've heard while being out on the West Coast. Uh, Kevin Sherman brought up a nice point in that uh, in that um, report that they brought out. Way towards the back, they had a, a table on there showing driving distance changes over you know, basically the last 10, 15, 20 years. And they had it based on the pros and certain handicap ranges. And he said that uh, for the 6 to 12 handicappers on average, 10, 15 years ago, they were driving the ball 243 to 245 yards off the tee. And over the last couple of years, the average has gone down to 239 yards. Now, why is that? Maybe they think that they can play the same ball as the PJ Tour player, and they don't have the same kind of games. They're not getting the advantage out of that golf ball. They're just in the wrong equipment. Uh, that may be the case. Who knows? Uh, versus, you know, the PJ Tour guys, obviously, you know, everybody's breaking it down in exact science from absolutely everything that goes into, the, you know, club making, the shafts you choose, uh, loft lies and angles, uh, the ball you're hitting. I mean, so much time and preparation is spent on that. And, yeah, they can utilize absolutely everything uh, in the, in the, that the equipment has to offer. And I thought that was a, a pretty interesting point. And then another one, uh, talking to James Hahn a couple weeks ago, he brought up an interesting uh, um, fact as well, that if you dial back the ball, how does it affect the long hitters that are out there now versus, let's say, your average hitters like myself? Well, the longer hitters, you know, let's say they're hitting driver wedges into some of the par fours, and I'm hitting driver 9-iron or 8-iron in, I, I can still compete hitting 9-irons and 8-irons versus their wedges. I'm going to make my fair share of birdies. I'm not going to make too many mistakes. I'm going to have a chance to uh, compete out there. Let's say you dial the ball back. Those long hitters are still going to be hitting it down there and having nine irons and eight irons. And whereas now I might be hitting six irons, five irons, four irons. That's a lot harder for me to compete hitting long irons versus low to mid irons. And it's going to, I'm going to make fewer birdies. I might make a few more mistakes. And it's going to be a lot harder for me to compete out there. So dialing back the ball on the PGA Tour, I understand the argument to it, but I, I don't think it's really that important. I think we can look more at golf course design and golf course setup and golf course preparation to manage scores a little bit more if you want to bring them a little bit more towards par each round. But for the average golfer, I don't think dialing the ball back is really going to have any effect on uh, on anything. And I'd rather be able to hit the ball a little bit further and be able to compete with a little bit uh, shorter clubs going into green and be able to, you know, maybe uh, keep it within a stroke or two of uh, these guys when uh, your, you know, your season scoring average comes out at uh, the end of the year. 
Two-time winner on the PGA Tour, Troy Merritt, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Some really interesting insights. So they, they dropped a little table, according to Strillman there. I hadn't seen that, where some of the uh, driving distances have actually gone down a little bit. You know, you, you've, you and I grew up playing the same golf course, a uh, little Burley Muni. Um, probably, uh, what, what's, what balls do you remember playing? Did you play professionals? <laughs> Did you play tour editions? Did you play any balladas back in the day? No, I was uh, I was a little young for the balada, but I remember on that the the times that I got to play in a junior golf tournament, my dad would get me a sleeve of the Tour Prestige, so mm. that was my go to ball when I was a teenager. Okay, and have you noticed a significant difference? Obviously, you've gotten older and stronger and better and that type of thing. But do you notice a significant difference? Does the game feel like it's easy now because of this new equipment and technology? You know, I think I preferred a ball that you could uh, work a little bit more. I mean, I understand that you want the ball to fly a little bit straighter, but when you're trying to, you know, you, you've grown up, you know, used to hitting, let's say, a 15, 20, 25-yard hook into a hole or, or trying to work the ball hard left to right, and now it's a lot harder to do that. I'd rather be able to move the ball a little bit more, but, you know, if you do that, then you're obviously probably sacrificing a little bit of the distance in, um, you know, with the distance in the ball that we have nowadays, so... It's pick your poison, um, but I, you know, I wish you could have both. Obviously, a little bit more length out of the ball and be able to work it a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, I was such a young kid. I mean, I wasn't barely hitting at 200 to 225 yards when I was 14, 15 years old. Um, so I probably wasn't in the right ball at the time. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, if, if they still made that tour prestige, kind of what the guys could do with it uh, these days. So. Uh... Where are we going to see you out next? Where where are you going to be playing, and and uh, what's your schedule looking like? Yeah, I had my uh, my customary. I played uh, five events on the West Coast. Really, only had one finish to write home about a top twenty five out there at Pebble. And uh, I like to play mostly on the West Coast maybe just because it's close to home. And after uh, Genesis down at Riviera, I can take two weeks off. I don't have to go get my head beat in at Honda and deal with the bear trap and. Uh, now I'll have the next three weeks coming up, play uh, Bay Hill, the players in Tampa, all three uh, really challenging golf courses with uh, really good fields. And, uh, you don't have to go out and hit 20, 25 under in any of those courses to win. You've got to go out there and have some good ball striking, make a few birdies, and, and you're going to find yourself uh, in, contention, you know, in contention come Sunday. And That's always a nice thing about the Florida swing is, you know, sometimes you just have these shootouts on the West Coast. And, by the time you get to 40, playing maybe a little bit more adverse conditions and tougher golf courses, the scores come back to 10 under par real quickly. And I, I actually prefer that. Well, uh, you got you're, you're missing out on the bear trap, but you you obviously have Bay Hill. Uh, you've got uh, you know TPC with uh, you know 16, 17, well 17 and 18 anyway, and then you know you got the snake pit right uh, after that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's a good little stretch there, and uh, you know I've, I've had success at, at Bay Hill. It's a, a chance to win uh, the first time I played there, and I've had a few good rounds of players, but not uh, not any finishes to write home about. And, and a top ten over there at the Tampa at, or in Tampa at uh, Innisbrook, so it's it's a fun little stretch. Um, I don't I don't mind being down in Florida playing those three events. Uh, it's a long way from home, but uh, if we can have uh, a few good finishes and get the season back on track, I would be uh, more than happy to to take that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, we wish you the best. Is there one thing you're in particular you're kind of working on right now? You know, my my ball striking was real solid for the first, uh, I don't know, 75, 80% of the West Coast, and I just struggled getting the ball in the hole. And then the ball started getting in the hole, and I couldn't find the fairway or the green. So I've got to figure out a way to get everything, fire on all cylinders, 
Other than that, you're spot on, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know the ball. The ball keeps going forward, and it finds the hole eventually. It just needs to find <laughs> yep, a hole a few right. times or a few less strokes. Well, Troy, we appreciate you sharing some insights, and uh, I, I think it's a good perspective. You know, we sit and debate these uh, premier golf league guys and the money and all this type of stuff, and uh, I, I think I appreciate you sharing it. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it is it is a bit of a prestigious situation, obviously, to be on the PGA Tour, but uh, they're not all not all tour uh, players are in the same situation as the Rory's and the Brooks and things like that. So I, I think it's a good perspective for people to to hear and, and understand the grind that, that's real out there. Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, no matter what happens, I'm still your average Joe from Idaho, from uh, from Burley, Idaho. So <laughs> I love it. There and whack around and do my best. <laughs> I love it, and there you you, go. you you represent well, man. So uh, well done, and always a pleasure to have you on the show. All right, I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Have a good one. You got it. Thanks, Troy Merritt joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. Uh, we'll talk about this. Interesting. Some of the comments, Bob. I'm anxious to get your thoughts on it. We'll do that next oh, right yeah. here on Real Golf Radio. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction free. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flash Face SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Hey, to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons. There's new distance out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. And we thank you for joining us. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle. I'm interested in what you think of that. Troy Maris, not kind enough to, he has a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Kind enough to join us and uh, spend some. You know, he won Tiger's event. 
um, was his first win, and then he got the Barbasol Championship. And so uh, two two good wins. One of them was an opposite field. The other one was a, a premier event, uh, winning Tigers. So he's 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 been out there, and as he said, quote, bottom feeder for the last 10 years. But nonetheless, yeah. he's made it on the PGA Tour. And to his point, there are thousands and thousands of guys that are really good at golf, and there's only a couple hundred cards that are available each and every year. And even if you get that tour card, Bob, doesn't guarantee you that you're no. – going to be cruising out there on the PGA tour and making a bunch of money. It's he, he is a good reminder of the grind that goes on. And I guess to me, that's what makes the tour so endearing. And you appreciate what the top level guys are able to do as opposed to just having everybody that's making the boatloads of money and, and, and doesn't need $200 million like Brooks Kepka said. Yeah. Well, Brooks Kepka has won $30 million in his short PGA tour career. You look at um, Troy Merritt Troy Merritt, like he said, um, had a had a tie for 25th at uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He finished tie for 30th at the Zozo and a tie for 30th uh, at the RSM. Those were all tournaments that were played last fall, considered into this season. And he's won two times on the PGA Tour. So Troy's played about 213 events. I think that's what his number is. He's made 109 cuts. Now think about that. He's just over 50% on... Um, the tournaments that he plays and 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 cuts made, and he's made almost eight point five million dollars on his PGA Tour career in two hundred in two hundred and thirteen events played. That's a great job, but like you said, it's not guaranteed. So Troy Merritt has to play, as he said, he has to play well this year. In the in about the next fifteen to sixteen events, he's got to play well enough to get enough FedEx Cup ranking points to finish in the top one twenty five or else he then plays in the fall, that four-tournament four fall series, to try to get his card back onto the PGA Tour, or he's relegated to playing in space available only uh, with with his two PGA Tour victories and playing events on um, the Corn Ferry Tour. So the thing that, the thing that he has to focus on is um, getting some top tens. If you get some top tens, you make some money and, and you make some good FedEx cup points and it boosts you up pretty quick. And, and, and of course, like he did at the Barbasol, if you win a golf tournament, then guess what? You get two years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a grind. It's a grind. And the guys, the guys make good money. They, you know, if they play well and that kind of thing, but guys like Troy and, and a lot of the guys that, that continue to hang on year after year after year and finish in that 75 to 125. They've, they've got to prove it every single year. And, uh, and, and it's tough. It's a tough deal. Every single year, every single week. I mean, you look at yep. Tony Finau, who's a good friend of ours and comes on the show. He's won one time. Yes. And yet Tony's top 10 in the world and has made gobs of money because he's consistently putting himself there. And, and I think that's, you know, you look at guys like Matt Kuchar. You look at, of course, Kuchar has several wins, but mm-hmm. you know, guys that are able to go out there and pick up a win here and there, but they're always in the mix and they they're able to grind through and make it inside the top thirty in the money every year. So they're in the Tour Championship, and you know, it's that rich gets richer thing, right? Where you can, if you make it to a certain level, then you continue to get more perks and benefits, and 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 consequently more money. Um, I think some people are going to say they're listening to this go, oh, you know, I really don't feel bad for Troy Merritt. Uh, I've been working for 10 years and I haven't made eight and a half million dollars. But I think it's important to remember some things like we had we went to dinner with him in San Diego several years ago Mm -hmm. and he kind of laid it out for us. Right. I mean, the check comes. 
half of it's going to Uncle Sam, right? He's yep. got to pay. Then he got to. They have to pay state taxes, whatever state you're in, for playing that week. And then you've got he, he takes some of you know a, a good chunk of it that goes to his pension for retirement, and then he has a certain amount that he has to live on. And it does, plus he's got to pay his travel, his uh, his caddy, and you know and, and all the things that go along with it. It's Troy's not hurting. I don't think Troy will ever lose his home or be out on the street or face some of the the challenges that maybe some of us might face from time to time. Sure. But it's not eight that eight and a half million isn't exactly like sitting in the bank making a ton of money for him right now. Right, right. So, and you just mentioned um, Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar played on the PGA Tour, lost his card on the PGA Tour, went down to the Corn Ferry Tour, figured out his game, got it in shape, came back to the PGA Tour, and that's when he really became a world beater and became one of the the really good players in the world. So. Um, you know, you, you either have to you either have to work a week to week to year to year to continue to keep your card, or at some point you break through and and it becomes it, well, it doesn't become easier for you, but by virtue of your good play, then life gets a little bit easier for you when you're out on the PGA tour. And when you're look, when you're playing well and you're making money and you don't have the pressure of trying to keep your job, you're freed yeah. up. Yes, and and there, it's without question. If you can play freed up, you are going to play better golf. I mean, it's that way. You know, I, I watched a high school state uh, tournament basketball game this week, and you could see the kids. I mean, I, these are kids that I've watched, and they were tight. There was something on the line. It was win or go home. There was a yep. a chance to go to the state championship on the line, and you know, it, you see how some kids are able to process it and keep the game slow and work their, you know, their normal routines and, and have the touch that they would in any other high school event and others playing in a big arena with a different crowd, playing a different time than you normally play with, you know, with all this, all that's on the line and you know, that guys are just off, they're tight and that's the difference, right? And, and again, this high school basketball versus, you know, professional golfers, that's what makes them pros is, is their ability to be able to handle that. But even at that level, there's an ability to be able to handle that. My guess is, is, you know, Troy and I went down back to Burley Muni. Troy's going to put it on cruise control and, and be very capable of shooting 61, you know, around that golf course without even really thinking about it. But to go out next week and play Bay Hill, knowing that he's got to have some top tens, get some FedEx Cup points, or he's relegated to the Corn Ferry Tour, a little, little different story, right? Yeah, definitely a, a different story. You threw out that 61. That's his career low round on the PGA Tour. So, um, but yes, uh, it's a, it, it definitely is a different story. And, and when it comes down to crunch time, now one of the things that Troy's always been able to do is that when um, he kind of gets behind the eight ball, so to speak, Troy has always been able to perform. Uh, it almost seems like um, when he gets when he gets himself in that situation, it allows him to play better, and hopefully that's what he'll be able to do. He's got three good starts coming up where um, where he's had some success before and he's played well. He had a chance to win at Bay Hill, like he said a few years ago in his first try, and and he's had a top ten at uh, you know there at the Copperhead Course. Um, so. You know, uh, and, and then he's got, you know, he's got the, some tournaments this summer and, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll be able to qualify and get in the U.S. Open and get in some of those bigger events. Mm -hmm. The PGA Championship, he, he's playing the he's playing at Bay Hill or not Bay Hill, but at the Players Championship. 
Um, hopefully he gets in some of those other bigger events and, and, uh, and then he proves, he proves to himself that, that he continues to belong on the PGA tour. It's an interesting observation, Bob. He wins at Barbasol two years ago, gets the two year exemption pressures off. And it's, you know, I just mentioned, Hey, when the pressure's off, you're freed up, you play better. Unless you're like, okay, I got it locked up. Uh, I'm going to go enjoy my family a little bit. And I'm not saying I'm not putting words in his mouth. I don't know what he went through, but you're right. right. All of a sudden the competitor in you, the provider, if you will, um, yep. when you know you've got to keep your job, sometimes there's the opposite. There's the desperation, which is a great motivator at times as well. So uh, in- interesting. I-, I just thought it was a great perspective. Didn't anticipate that this would be the conversation we would have coming off of uh, of what we just talked with Troy Merritt about. But uh, I think it's it's worth the discussion because as we've been joking, you know, uh, all morning uh, with the... Well, guess what? For some of those guys, it is. And yes. they're, they're trying to keep their jobs. Money in the FedEx Cup points. No doubt about it. Well, listen, we got to take a short break. We'll come up and wrap things up on the on the other side. You know, he mentioned he mentioned some stuff about the distance, too, which was really uh, insightful as well. And we, we'll have to spend some more time on that in future shows. But if you missed that, you'll want to check that out. Go to Twitter, at Real Golf is where you can find uh, the segment with Troy Merritt. Short break. More Real Golf continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Swing into Uinta Golf and check out Callaway's new Maverick line of drivers, fairway woods, irons, and hybrids. The new Maverick line has been made with artificial intelligence to optimize distance with industry-leading ball speeds. The Maverick, Maverick Max, and Maverick Sub-Zero driver faces have been uniquely engineered to improve club head speed and forgiveness. The Maverick irons have been made to ensure optimal launch conditions with unprecedented feel. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% trade-in bonus towards the new Maverick family. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction gear. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. 
to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Thanks to Callaway Golf for sponsoring Real Golf Radio. Thanks to you for listening each and every week here on the show. Thanks to Dave Glauser, who does a great job producing. Be sure to give us a follow at Real Golf and then uh, on Twitter and then Instagram is at Real Golf Radio as well as Facebook. Bob, a lot to take away. One, Brooks Kepka not going to change his life with $200 million. Wow. That's flabbergasting. Um, Troy Merritt, I thought, gave us a tremendous perspective about what life is like out there on the PGA Tour. And he goes so far as to discourage people from trying to chase the PGA Tour, (laughs) saying it's hard, man. He doesn't want anybody to take his spot. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, I think he just wants to go out there and earn it. But you know what? Look, the guy's won twice out there, and there's not a lot of people that can say that. So appreciate Troy coming on and sharing that perspective. Um, again, congrats to Victor Hovland with a big win last week. Patrick Reed picking up a big W, his eighth. Pretty interesting that he's won eight times. Mm. Pair of WGCs. Um, you know, he's got the Masters victory. I mean, the guy's he's someone you got to look at. There's no question. Yep. Coming up next week, Arnold Palmer Invitational, eighty three back on. Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, no doubt, uh, should be an exciting stuff as the West as the Florida swing. Yes. Rolls on. All right, that's five weeks away after this week for the Masters. Can't wait. Let's get it done. Augusta, here we come. Uh, It'll be good. We'll be broadcasting out there as we've done for the last 15 years. All right, that'll do it for us. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf. It's been real. 